Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. Hey, Marianne. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks. So how's it been going? Oh, it's been going pretty well. Yeah. Lots of new things. Life is always changing, right? Yeah. And it's good to be rolling with it and to be flexible and to enjoy it. I know one of the places we're rolling is a new location for Maplecrest Church. Mm, yes. For people who've been listening to Bridging the Gap, at the end of the show, we do this outro where we welcome people mm. to come see us at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a location we're leaving. We're not yeah. going to be at Park Theater anymore. No. No, we're going to a gym in a school. It's actually a nursery school, so it's a bit of a smaller gym, but still. But gym experience feels a little bit more like a school. It's called Prendergast, and it's in the east central part of Winnipeg, just near Fermore. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to be lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that building change we have this wonderful opportunity to be in a theater right now Mm. and so the feeling is going to be different Mm -hmm. but i look forward to a feeling of community like it's a community center and Mm -hmm. to be able to be on the same floor as everyone there's not Mm. a stage separating there's this all being Mm -hmm. able to look each other in the eye contact Mm -hmm. feeling and that just brings its own vibe and welcome definitely Definitely. i think it's going to be much more kind of interactive and I think it's actually going to feel a lot more free. Yay. Mm-hmm. Free. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Free. Oh, well, that leads well into mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today is definitely has to do with freedom mm. is to be able to love freely. Mm. And we wanted to talk about it coming from inside more deeply instead of what you're forced like Mm. we've talked about the last couple Mm -hmm. of weeks having a change of heart and doing things motivated from the heart Mm. so today we're going to talk about it as optimism Mm. but not just Mm -hmm. loosely i want to talk about it more deeply right eternal optimism right yes it's interesting to kind of think about optimism in the face of challenges kind of like no matter what right and Mm -hmm as just kind of a posture of your life, of your mind, of your heart. I like the word posture. It's like, oh, right away I'm sitting up straight. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. What? Posture your heart. Mm. And so optimism being a choice, a straightening of your posture. Mm. Yeah, kind of like you get to take a position. Lots of things will happen around you. No matter what your posture is, you're going to have lots of events in your life. Whether you have good posture or bad posture, but the way that you position yourself will affect how you receive all of those different life events. Mm -hmm. And different positioning can make it easier, can make it harder, can make it more helpful for other people, can make it hurtful for other people. Build relationships, tear them down, those kinds of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that if you have optimism, Mm. we think about just that word meaning perhaps what it feels like to say happy, mm. having a positive outlook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's certainly deeper than mm-hmm. happiness because mm. some people are like, mm-hmm. is happiness even real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, happiness is kind of an interesting concept. Some people will divide the ideas into separate things. And I can understand that. I can understand that because sometimes 
you can be in a position where it feels like a sad moment and yet you still want to talk about your decision to maybe be optimistic or your decision to maybe feel like you're full of life or that you're feeling like joy or something like that but even though it's a sad moment yeah looking up Mm. looking to beauty feeling joy it's so much more deep than a feeling because of course if you are experiencing sadness if you Mm -hmm. are experiencing a hurt time Mm -hmm. for me a little simple way we've even talked about it before like this is just like if I put my hand on my fuzzy puppy Mm. then look at her sweet little eyes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I call her a puppy she's a full-grown dog but she's the size (laughs) of a puppy she's smaller but it's just a softening Mm. and Mm -hmm. a touch Mm -hmm. this part that touches my heart and it right away goes deep Mm -hmm. and it washes some of Mm. the sadness it doesn't make the reality of maybe something difficult Mm. stop Mm -hmm. but it touches past Mm. that reality to have a little glimpse or a moment of Mm -hmm. something light and lovely and Mm -hmm. loving very pure kind of a thing that happens a lot of people who love their animals so much Mm -hmm. yeah and when you think about it and even what you're describing I think it's almost something talk about as a choice I think you could talk about it as a skill as well I think there's dynamics because I feel like you can practice it and you can get better at it I feel like there's an element where you can decide I'm going to practice happiness I'm going to practice optimism I'm going to practice joy and you can then through that practice kind of catch yourself when you're moving into something else or you can have more ability to pull yourself from other distractions into the feelings and thoughts and outlooks that you decide that's actually something that you can develop like creating a routine mm mm-hmm. yeah that's what i think about when you can develop that you make some kind of a plan Mm-hmm. Perhaps it needs to be a plan because it mm-hmm. won't come automatically. You don't have a puppy to touch. <laughs> you, know? you don't have the foolproof, bulletproof, you know, method to kind of yeah. get yourself there. If you if you don't have a puppy, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Those poor people. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. What are we going to do without a puppy? Uh, you have to practice then, I guess. You yes. know, you'd have to kind of maybe have a routine to kind of bring yourself into that place. Yeah. Uh, that could be one helpful way to bring in an attitude of optimism, but eternal mm. optimism. I put the word eternity in because mm. it's beyond mm. our existence mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can look at it kind of in different ways, like you're going to go through things and no matter what happens, you're going to have that posture of optimism or that lens of optimism. The other way is to think about things beyond our life here, right? And how you can be optimistic because life is more than what we can see, you know? And how if you hang on to those kinds of eternal realities, I think it can help you to be and maintain optimism. Yeah. Yes, one of the words that we use for this is hope. And even Mm. for Mm -hmm. mourning, if you have a loss, there's a scripture that we've shared that we don't mourn like those who Mm. have no hope. 
And the hope we're talking about there is this eternity that we see our loved one who we lost in eternity. So we mm. have the hope of seeing them again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we draw the hope into our own existence here mm. on the planet to feel this eternal optimism. And so we don't have the same weight mm. of what the issues could be. Mm. I know we're talking about sadness, but I also feel like just day to day, just approaching your life period, mm-hmm. you know, get up in the morning and you stub your toe right away and you whatever, <laughs> maybe nothing went wrong, mm-hmm. but just not feeling great. Yeah. Yeah, you're making that decision that I'm going to look at this day differently. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just allow the flow of my emotions yeah. to dictate how I live my life. Yay. Mm. Not allow the flow of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> they could flow. Mm-hmm. And you can allow them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to mm-hmm. still encounter those. Yeah. They have their purposes. Mm-hmm. But if they dictate mm-hmm. your day, mm-hmm. you'll actually be in trouble. Yes. Yes. If you, especially if you really let them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if we go, <laughs> I mean, that's actually that would be very interesting to see what that would look like because I mean, it would be scary, right? It Our would. feelings go all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to get a handle on the emotions that could run mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. instead, just say, "Oh, I'm going to get a grip." Mm-hmm. I'm going to knock it off right? and shift mm-hmm. my thinking. I think one of the most common ways that I see people try to create eternal optimism is by becoming unaware of their feelings. And I think I see that very commonly because it doesn't work, and I'm a psychologist, and so <laughs> I yeah. see people coming in, and they're running into burnout, they're running into relational problems because they're not facing the feelings that they actually have. They're not facing the realities that they're actually living in. And they're just trying to maintain this superficial, optimistic, everything is going to turn out stance without actually engaging in their life and their relationships. And so, you know, one of the pictures that I have of this, kind of the optimism that I think we're talking about, is almost like, I don't know, like like a mother who's volunteered or a director, like a, a maternal kind of presence, that's what I'm picturing, in a soup kitchen that's been there for, you know, 30 years, and she's seen it all, and she still has this glow of optimism forever, even though she's probably seen disaster after disaster yeah. and walked with people through their darkest moments. And she's not unaware of it. She's not in denial about it. She's right. still working in the soup kitchen. She's not trying to escape it, you know, into some kind of comfort She's there, she's present, she's real, and yet she still is eternally optimistic. Yeah. Choosing light. Hmm. Oh, where does that come from? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think about where it comes from, even just related to this new popular movie that's quite wonderful today. If you get the chance to see it in theaters still, it's in while we're having this show right now is called Jesus Revolution. Mm. And it goes back to the 70s in the 
peace revolution or the love revolution or different ways that it's been worded where groups of hippies would run away from schools and jobs and <laughs> mm-hmm. run into fields and, and party and listen to music and do a lot of drugs. And they had this feeling of we're free to do whatever we want. And a lot of that whatever we want ended up being destructive because they would go into situations where there was overdoses of drugs and people nearly or did lose their lives, people Mm. that were close to them and this freedom, this loose living would end up being a lot of hurt for them. And Mm. so there was another group of hippies Mm -hmm. that were Jesus hippies and it was a completely different kind of feel. They had the same vibe, the same peace, the Mm. same love, the Mm -hmm. same wanting to have fun music and, and get together in large groups and really, really special. And the difference was not getting stoned, not getting Mm. super high, not almost killing yourself in a drunk driving situation, not being completely flailing out there where now you had something that carried hope, Mm. a spirit of love that passed just doing whatever you want. Mm. So there was still something similar, but there was self-control. Mm. And it brought more peace. Mm. Yeah, that kind of idea of like freedom, you know, there's this promise in freedom of it bringing everything that you could ever want. If we could only have freedom. And so it's interesting to balance that with people walking into health and health having a better way, you know, like a certain way, guidelines that can help you to be healthier and to be spiritually whole and to have life coming out of you to being more optimistic really optimistic not just like oh I'm optimistic because I have so much freedom and then oh this didn't work out very well and I'm no longer optimistic it's not giving me what I want but to have something that can bring you eternal optimism Yeah. yeah that was the shift and I love that shift now I also loved that throughout the story as it progressed they weren't dismissive when real life Mm. happened when there were arguments and relationship difficulties and things that were disruptful in their community and so real life still hit them but that didn't mean that it was all for naught Mm. you know Mm -hmm. this was still a better way you know for them to be able to really look at what love and the character of God was like among them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they had to realize that they weren't, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we all do. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is not God's character. Yeah, it's not amazing to have eternal optimism if you're not actually facing life. The incredible part of internal optimism is to actually encounter real life and then to still have that inside of you. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Real life. I know we sometimes really feel so deep with that word and it resonates with us to have something known. You are known, you are seen, you are able to display the reality of who you are and yet in the process you can experience transformation. Mm-hmm. Because it's not lonely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I think that for people to experience optimism when they actually know who you are is powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, to have 
again, to have, a, have somebody being optimistic in your presence when they haven't encountered you, when you're lonely, doesn't mean as much as to have somebody who's actually heard you and is optimistic, is positive, is, is not overwhelmed with who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where love takes us, doesn't mm, it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, real love, right? Yes. Yeah. Eternal optimism. Yeah. Well, thank you, Cyrus. Thank you, Marianne. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose. Hey, it's only-